everybody, and welcome to the Hoop Ball Orlando Magic Podcast. I am your host, Alan Barney. You can find me on Twitter at AlanJ underscore B, all of those letters lowercase. And on today's episode, we're going to talk about the Magic and their great but effort, but where they came up short against the Charlotte Hornets last night in a 120-111 to loss. Quick rundown of the game, the Magic... Came out firing with a fast pace and three-point shooting and got out to a 20-8 to lead in the first quarter. And then in the second and third quarter, it was back and forth and close. But at the end of the third quarter, the Magic did hold a two-point lead. And then thanks to eight turnovers and a lot of missed shots, the, the Hornets took over in the fourth quarter and ended up winning by a score of 120-111. to But there's a lot of good takeaways for the Magic. I've said before, a lot of these games are going to have times where the fans are going to be like, what are we doing? What's what's up with these players? But you have to take away the, the positive developments from each game. Even if there's only one or two, you have to take them. Although this game, there's a lot of good things to take away from it for the younger players. The Jamal Mosley was preaching – coming out with a faster pace, and the Magic did exactly that. As I said in the first, they came out shooting from three and just moving the ball up court quicker, pushing the floor, and it worked. And then the Hornets kind of turned it around on them in the back half of that quarter. But a lot of it shows that Mosley is getting through to these younger players because – We've seen it in any sport before with young young guys, rookies, second year, third year, where at times they may not take what the coach is saying. They just want to do their own thing or see what they can get away with. And it's a good sign to see that these guys are listening to Mosley, especially the starting five, which are all really young guys. I mean, Wendell Carter is the oldest one on in the starting five. And they all had moments in their games where – it was good and bad talk about Cole Anthony. Who's been on a hot streak over the past few games. He nearly had a triple double on Sunday against the Knicks. He was the leading scorer for the magic as he had 24 points to go with six assists and five rebounds did have three turnovers, but his plus minus was plus 10. So he, he did a really good job being the floor general and hitting buckets at times when the magic couldn't get a shot to fall. Although a lot of people on Twitter are criticizing Mosley for sitting Anthony as long as he did in the fourth quarter before he brought him back in when it seemed to be too little too late. Uh, Mo Bamba has kept his early start to the season on a good note with 14 in points and 10 rebounds, three assists and a block. Also hit a couple of threes. Wendell Carter had what Magic fans are hoping his breakout game, as he also had a double-double with 20 points and 10 rebounds and a couple of assists. He even hit two three-pointers. And then Franz Wagner, another 15 points with a rebound, assists, a steal, and a block. Three for four from beyond the arc. Wagner became only the third player in Magic history to have score in double figures in the first five games of his career. The other two are... Shaquille O'Neal and Victor Oladipo, so Wagner's in a pretty good class right there. Fellow rookie Jalen Suggs, he kind of struggled for, with a shot from beyond the arc going 0 for 5. 
as he scored eight points with five rebounds, four assists. He also had four turnovers, but he was in the plus side of the plus minus. So there is good, good aspects of everybody's game, at least with the starting five to where you can take away from it and be like, we can build on this and keep going forward and keep momentum on our side for Suggs. The key part to him, even though pace and efficiency have really been an issue so far with his game this year, you have to appreciate the timing for his passes and the vision he's flashed when the magic is in that, you know, free flowing, fast paced offense where it's not taking seven, eight seconds to get to the other side of the court and three passes. It's, it seems as when the the game speeds up, Suggs plays better, surprisingly. Now the efficiency at times can be a little bit crazy, but that's going to, that's natural with a 20 year old rookie in the NBA. It, there's going to be times where that happens. It seems as though when they run with a three man combination of Suggs and Anthony to go with either Wagner, Carter, or Bamba, that's where the offense runs the smoothest, but that can be a downfall because all five, that's your starting five for the moment anyways, or it has been so far this season until either Gary Harris is fully back up to speed physically, or of course, when Jonathan Isaac, Markel Fultz and Shuma Kiki come back. But <clears throat> for these guys, it's big for them to develop, get time together, build camaraderie and learn what each other can and can't do well. And that's, that's, basically key that's the biggest thing apart as part of a developmental year and time for an nba franchise speaking of the the bench the veterans terrence ross you know he's he's fully bought into that role of being a veteran scoring microwave off the bench as he had 18 points in 30 minutes and hit four three-pointers didn't really do much else in other categories but ross's main main task it seems to be is come in and score points when they need him off the bench gary harris played 23 minutes he had eight points and a couple of assists but also had a team high five turnovers and that'll be something that harris knows he'll have to clean up and work on as a veteran in the league and i fully expect the next game out he will not have five turnovers unless he's just in a rut uh mo more mo wagner franz's brother had a couple of buckets as he only played 10 minutes. RJ Hampton missed both of his shots and turned the ball over a couple times in only 10 minutes. So a rough night for him. So really it was only seven guys getting a lot of playing time. Wagner had 32 minutes, Carter, 33, Bomba, 32, Anthony, 35, Suggs, 36, Ross, as I said, 30 and Gary Harris, 23. So at the moment, it's a small rotation where Mosley's looking to find out the pecking order and find out who he can trust the most of the ball when points are needed the most. And right now, that to me is Cole Anthony. He's He's got to be the guy that has the ball. A lot of people on Twitter after the game, during the game, were criticizing and pointing out that Mosley you know, kept Anthony on the bench too long in the fourth quarter and then brought him back in when it was too late. And that's because and they wanted him in there because he was the guy who was other than Carter was the guy who needed the ball the most and seemed to be in a groove. So 
Mosley, it's it's also a feeling out process for him as well. This is his first time being a head coach in the regular season, not in the summer league. And he's learning what he can get away with, what who, and like I said, who he can trust, who he wants to give the ball to at the most critical points in time in the game. And and I would hope for the sake of the team and for his sake that he's starting to figure out that pecking order. And right now I think it should be Anthony at one Carter at two Bomba at three, so on and so forth with Ross being the main guy off the bench. The big issue of the other big issue take away from this was the fourth quarter performance for the magic. As I said earlier, they had a two point lead going into the fourth, but eight turnovers in the fourth quarter did not help. And the Hornets flipped it around and ended up running away with the nine point victory. And this is what you're going to see from young teams. It's it's always like this in every sport. It's early on in their careers. They're trying to figure out the game. They're learning. They're adjusting to the, the faster pace, and they're learning how to win and how to close out games. And that's going to be a focal point for the Magic all season is that fourth quarter performance down the stretch in games where they need to figure out how to win these games against better teams and against any team, honestly and just learn how to win. And Mosley, he had this to say about his team and the, the outlook and how they're going to work towards that goal. I think it's, it's it's a very delicate balance, helping them understand the situations that they're going to be in uh, and understanding what to do, because you have to go through those experiences to help you understand what you do the next time down. Uh, so they're learning that we talked about it. They, they understand the things that are that, that need to take place in order for us to you know get over that hump. But a lot of the guys, we, we got better in the sense of they had 10 transition points uh, for a team that was just running. Uh, so I think we did a good job there. But obviously, we'll have to look back at film and find out what, what possessions, you know, we could have cleaned up. And Mosley, perfect coach speak there. You got to check the film, see what went wrong, see what they can improve on so that when this situation comes again, these younger guys will perform better. Uh, and, and speaking of Cole Anthony, a big thing for him for his developmental process was he got a lot of opportunity last year when Markel Fultz went down in the ninth game of the season. It put Anthony in a spot where maybe he wasn't expecting to be in a lead role and having to play so many minutes at the point guard position as a rookie, but he had to do it and he had to learn. And it appears those lessons from last year he's carried over into this season and and the play he's had over the last three games has just been on another level for him. And he's going to, he's even though Gary Harris and Terrence Ross and Fultz are there to do what they can to mentor a guy like Suggs, I think the biggest contributor and the guy who has the most important to Suggs development this season is Anthony. And Anthony had this to say about their communication and their relationship together. Um, I think it's been pretty solid. I mean, obviously, we're both still learning out there. And I mean, especially him, you know, it's his first year in the league. It's just, he, he's dealing with stuff that I was dealing with last year and even so a little bit to this point right now. So, I mean, just want him to keep learning. And I think he got a he got a, a super bright future ahead. And so I'm excited to see how this backcourt could potentially develop. And that's, a, that's another key part of development is you got to have the buy-in from the players, right? And with Anthony – He's gotten to the point where he knows what it. he's starting to figure out how what it takes to win and what it is to be a leader. Excuse me. 
And Anthony has, like I said, taken that and applied it to his game so far, the past three games. Now it's about showing Suggs, whether it's verbally, through his play, through watching film, through anything, that, hey, this is what it's going to take for you to get going and get to a level where you're feeling confident and where Mosley can feel confident letting you run the point when I'm not on the floor. Because as we saw when Anthony was gone, the point guard position took a downhill trend as we, we, I told said earlier, RJ Hampton's performance in 10 minutes was just not good. And, you know, he Suggs probably is moving up. Suggs moves up to the point guard spot when Anthony's on the bench too. And, He's young. He's he's got so much to learn. So for Cole Anthony, it's very important for him that he is there as well. Not not it shouldn't all be on the veterans like Isaac and Fultz and Harris and Raw. It's also Anthony because he was in the same position as Suggs last year, and this is where he can come in and say, "Hey, this is you should have did this here. You should have this is this is how we're gonna do the you know." There's so many key aspects, especially for Cole Anthony, to help translate to improving Jalen Suggs' game. And it'll be very interesting to see these two in their relationship as the season goes on. And if Anthony is being a true leader and helping Suggs develop along the way. And also, but it's not all on Anthony. It's on the other guys, as I said, and the coaches. But in my opinion, Cole Anthony is a big part of Jalen Suggs' development. Just as with Franz Wagner's development, it's going to be huge for Terrence Ross and Gary Harris to be a part of that, but also Okiki and Isaac. I and I can guarantee that those guys, even though they're hurt, they are there to help Wagner and these other young guys develop and say, hey, maybe you should have did this here or you know, done this play. There's so many aspects to that developmental part that people need to pay attention to and need to see what's going on on the bench, see who's there, who's in person, listening to press conferences, hearing what Coach Mosley has to say and these other veterans. So it's a big part. Oh, and it's the same thing with Carter and Bamba, except they're both integral pieces and they're learning on the fly together, kind of in the sense of Anthony and Suggs, although Anthony is a little bit more further along in the development compared to Suggs. So it'll be very interesting to see how this goes along. And I think we need to give credit to the Hornets. They are a good team. They are four and one. They've won all three of their road games so far this year, which is a hallmark of teams that do well in the postseason in the past. And they got stars. I mean, LaMelo Ball is a bona fide star. Uh, and they didn't even have Terry Rozier, but Miles Bridges had one of the best games of his young career with 31 points and six rebounds. Went five for 10 from three. Jaden McDaniels had 16 points. He was four for five from three. So you got to give credit to the other guys as well. Gordon Hayward, a good veteran. He knew he knows how to win. He had 24 points, five rebounds, five assists. He makes those big shots when they need them. Miles Plumley, excuse me, Mason Plumley. He was. He was a good veteran presence in the paint last night. He had 14 and 10 with four assists. So it's a good team on the other side. And you got to, of course, show respect to them as well. For the team stats of this game for the Magic, they shot 48.9% from the field. 
They were 37.5% from three, 15 of 40. Free throw line, they were 10 for 13, which is 76.9%. So all good percentages. Where they kind of lacked was in the rebound department, surprisingly, when you have guys like Carter and Bamba, but they did get out-rebounded 40 to 33. And the turnovers, they lost that battle 19 to 17. So that's it's going to be a problem for a young Magic team is turnovers probably every night until they can learn to slow down the game and figure each other out. Fast break points, they only had two. And that's that's going to happen when you only have six steals compared to the Hornets. They had 10 fast break points and they had 14 steals. So you can see the balance there. Points in the paint, though, the Magic, even though they got out-rebounded, they did win the points in the paint battle 48-42. to 42. And, I mean, they had a 12-point lead at one point. It was in the first quarter, but that's going to be key for the Magic is learning how to close the wins out, these games out, and getting wins, and then learning how to win and carrying that over from game to game. And speaking of carrying it over from game to game, their schedule is going to get pretty hectic as their next three are on the road as they will play the Raptors in Toronto on Friday. And then the next night they're in Detroit to play the Pistons. But that'll be an interesting back-to-back because the Raptors, they're a good team with some veteran guys. They're a playoff team in the East. And then you got the Pistons who are in the same developmental area as the Magic. So that's going to be a good battle of young guys figuring out things against each other. And then on they get Sunday off and Monday they'll be playing the Timberwolves. And that may be the tough ma- toughest matchup of the three. The Timberwolves are looking really good so far this season with Carl Anthony Towns healthy again and Anthony Edwards upping his game. They, they are a good team so far. But the good news is after that three-game road trip, they'll be home for a five-game homestand. And then it's back on the road for five. So there's big swings in the schedule coming up for the Magic. And we'll really get to find out what these young guys are about, see if they can how they handle the the travel schedule, which can be pretty hectic going from one big city to another and far distances, Toronto and Detroit to Minnesota. So it's going to be key for the veterans like Gary Harris and Terrence Ross to instill into these guys that, hey, this is what we need to do to be successful each night, whether it's on the road or at home. So with that being said, I appreciate you guys for listening to the show. This is a Hoop Ball presentation, the Hoop Ball Orlando Magic podcast. I am your host, Alan Barney. You can find me on Twitter at AlanJ underscore B, all lowercase. And I appreciate you guys listening to the show. And I can't wait to talk to you again. I hope everybody has a great weekend and adios.